Dan is the founder of Smart Leash Company, which was started by his desire to create a better surf leash company. Sounds bold, doesn't it? So how exactly does someone tackle such a task? Well, Smart Leash Company helps you give your old or broken leashes a new lease of life by providing interchangeable parts. Ultimately, this helps surfers save money and reduce unnecessary waste going into landfills. I'm stoked to have Dan join me in today's podcast to talk a bit about Smart Leash Co. and his story to date, including what the brand stands for and how that directs his approach to business, some of the key moments in the company's young life, and what Dan has learned from that. Welcome, Dan. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, James. Appreciate it, mate. Um, before we dive in, I understand you live in a pretty good spot for a surf entrepreneur up there in northern New South Wales. What have the waves been like recently? Um, yeah, mate, it is. It's pretty hard to complain after the runaways we've had lately. Um, it's just been a good variety of sort of, yeah, beach breaks and points and um, good swell direction as well. A lot of east in it, so it's been spreading the crowds out. So it actually hasn't been too hard to sort of get away. And find some quieter ways as well, which is always good. So no, yeah, there's uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, yeah, we some yeah some friends were calling like the best waves I've had on the east coast of Australia and stuff. So that's some pretty bold yeah, statements, but, but yeah, um, yeah, no, it was good fun. Yeah, for a place that's so blessed with amazing surf, that is a big call. But sounds like it may have been justified based on some of the videos I saw. <laughs> yeah. yeah, plenty of uh, plenty of content coming out about it for sure. Nice. Um, so let's start before Smart Leash Company. I understand you were involved in the industry a few years ago before you had the idea for your own business. So tell us a bit about that experience and how it may have influenced where you're up to now. Yeah. Um, so I used to be the warehouse manager for um, Electric Visual, which is a sunglass company. It's now called Electric California. But yeah, I dealt with managing lots of the importing of glasses and soft goods and snow goggles um all that kind of stuff and then just yeah just fulfilling orders and shipping them out and um, dealing with courier companies freight companies and yeah all of that basically all that kind of stuff um ordering supplies boxes packing tape just basically warehousing 101 yeah right and um yeah so yeah keep going sorry mate that's all good. So, yeah, do you want to talk a bit about that and how it may have influenced, like, you know, was that something you th- said you wanted to get into for yourself or um, did it influence your approach to Smart Leash Company anyway? Yeah, for sure. It did definitely give me a good base, understanding of how to sort of set up a business and just um, how the sort of engine room runs behind a business, how sort of uh, just the warehousing and fulfilling orders and even such things as, like, how to print out barcodes and labels and just working with shipping companies. So, and it also, I did have contacts within the industry, like um, freight forwarded, like really good freight forwarders and things like that to help me with my first couple of shipments uh, from factories. So, yeah. Um, and it just gave me an idea of sort of how the industry is and also gave me good connections, good connections within the industry as well. Um, some of the managers and, um, Colleagues from working at Electric have helped me out along the way, which has been great. So, um, yeah, nice. It's nice to keep those friendships going, and always good when I run into them um, in the surf or just around the area, just to check in and see how things are going. Yeah, awesome. So, 
in your own words, what is Mark Leash Co and what does it stand for? Um, so it's basically just um, a leash company that enables surfers to save money, reduce landfill, and just um, it's just a brand of leash that is just it's just a yeah top quality leash brand that um, enables surfers to yeah save money reduce landfill um and that's basically it really just um as surfers mm-hmm. are like well the world's becoming more conscious of um ocean pollution plastic pollution and single-use plastics things like that um mm-hmm. i think it's definitely um yeah a step in the right direction and it's yeah it's um yeah that's about it really yeah, when I heard about it, it seemed like a bit of a no-brainer. Um, rather than every time one relatively small part of your leash fails, rather than have to go buy a whole new thing, being able to buy the individual parts seemed to make sense. Um, so what at what point did you get the idea and how long did it take you from kind of thinking about that to actually setting up the company, finding suppliers and so and so? What did that process look like? Yeah, so um, I am pretty blessed that I can surf most days where I live. Um, and for quite a while, I was just surfing with like comp leashes, like real thin, lightweight leashes. Mm. And I ended up snapping a whole bunch. I, I ended up, yeah, snapping a, like quite a cut, like quite a few in a short space of time. And I, I was just left with all these parts. And it was like only like most of the time it was just a urethane cord that was broken. And I was like, this is pretty frustrating that like all this is going to go to landfill or I'm going to have to buy a whole new leash when it's only the one part that's broken. Um, Mm. And I had actually started piecing together bits that I'd found previously. Like I remember surfing a spot like years before and someone had just left their broken leash on like hanging off a tree at the beach. And I picked it up because I was like, the urethane cord was perfect, but like the rail saver had busted and I was able, it was a decline one. And I was able to actually like unscrew that and keep the perfectly good urethane cord and then use the ankle cuff and rail saver from another broken one. I was like, hang on a second. This is actually, I I didn't realize how many brands were using the interchangeable parts already um, by just using a thin key. So um, that kind of sparked the idea. And then I just, I kept snapping leashes and then I was like, you know what? Surely I'm not the only one out here that thinks this is just, silly you know and um someone should Mm. do something about it and um yeah it turns out um that there is a little market for a a small independent leash company like me that's trying to do the right thing so i'm very grateful for the customers and support that i've had so far um yeah in terms of yeah in terms of getting uh suppliers i did have to did have to um shop around and get samples from a range of different suppliers and then uh when i was happy with uh with one or when i finally chose my first supplier um yeah i just sort of pulled the trigger and and i actually i actually ordered all the bits separately and then it actually I shot myself in the foot because then I had to, ended up having to like piece them all together at my end here in Australia, <laughs> which is quite silly actually. But um, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure every business has those kind of mistakes that they make along the way. And um, 
And yeah, and it was, um, I guess that was my first supplier. I've actually changed suppliers now um, just because I've found a little bit more of a superior product with the new supplier and what they can rate or what they can offer in their range. So, um, but having said that, I'm always looking to improve. Um, I do have more plans down the track um, as to what those improvements are. Um, it's just a matter of time and money, really, at this point. Nice. Um, yeah, so the, the leash industry seems, to an outsider at least, to be dominated by a few big names. I think of, you know, the likes of FCS or Creatures of Leisure, which are big big international companies. So why tackle it is kind of a question that comes to mind. Like what believes, what makes you believe that you can take them on or win? Um, does something change in the industry or is it just a different approach or something else? Um. Yeah, it is. Look, it, it is hard because I know I'm a, like a real minority in this and uh, like most independent brands. Um, mm. But I just having that point of difference where like I do sell individual parts so I can actually prevent broken leashes going to the landfill. Um, not any other brands actually sell every single part of the leash. So that's um, that is the point of difference. And that's where you know, lots of my customers, lots sorry, lots of my customers do um, do provide that feedback. They're like, "Oh, this is such a good idea." You know, I can't believe no one else has done it. And I, I just mm. sort of the, the the word of mouth um, is hopefully getting out there. Um, and yeah, like I'm just more and more just getting random random orders uh, from people. I'm like, I wonder how these guys found out about me. Um, but yeah, just mainly because at the start I was. It was just sort of friends and then friends of friends. And then um, lately, yeah, you're just like, oh, wow, this is like, yeah, um, just completely random. And that's, I guess, with the internet and um, and technology, I guess you just, the world seems like a smaller place. Like you can get orders from, I've got people from like Holland ordering from me and Hawaii and then like Texas mm -hmm. and yeah, sort of um, all over. So, but yeah, it is. Look, it's still um, baby steps and I've got a long way to go to actually um, make a job out of it. At the moment, it's still a little side project, um, but it's just ticking over there and um, hopefully it just keeps gaining momentum. Um, but also in regards to the, the other sort of more corporate or just the big international major brands, um, I think there's been a bit of a push sort of, generally for independent brands to, I don't know, there's just been a lot more interest in independent brands, whether it be, yep. you know, from the, yeah. away from the majors, like, you know, the Billabong, Quicksilver, Rip Curls, Balkans, um, into the other more independent clothing brands and other surf brands. And I think that's probably the same in lots of industries, but also in, um, yeah, in the surf accessory industry as well. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, Look, yeah, it's like I said, it's a long way to go, but hopefully um, it'll just keep going in the right direction. Nice. So when we've talked in the past, I have noticed that you've had a lot of respect for some of the more what people probably deem core surf brands, uh, and you definitely have an aspiration for Smart Leash Co. to be there. I personally think it probably already is, just maybe not on the same size and scale, but why do you feel this is important for you and the company to be kind of core 
Um, yeah, that's kind of a, a bit of a funny, uh, funny topic. But yeah, I just, um, look, I know I do have a surf brand and I kind of, I try not to promote surfing so much through my brand. I just want to just get the word out there that I do offer like a decent quality leash that um, offers sustainable alternatives. But I just see a lot of sort of quote unquote non-core brands out there and just I, to be put it perfectly honest, I just see a lot of kooks out in the industry trying to sell shit, and it pisses me off. And I'm just like, yeah. I'm just sick. Yeah, I'm just sick of people trying to make money off surfing um, that you know that don't really understand the core values of surfing. And and then you see, like, if I, I don't know, I just see lots of people surfing because the crowds are pretty thick around here. I see lots of people who are fairly new to surfing that haven't really grown up with that much of a surfing with that much surfing culture and they don't understand you know taking turns in the water or just yeah just having manners and just simple things like that Mm -hmm. they just you know there's lots and so i don't know you can already tell i'm a bit of a grumpy old man sometimes and um but that's just what surfing can do to you i think sometimes (laughs) so um so yeah uh but yeah getting back to being core, i just try and yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really consider myself to have a real core brand, but it is. I'm just trying not to be like a blatant, you know, like giving product to like influencers who just like look pretty and don't actually surf, you know. Like the people yeah. that I do look after with product, um, they actually can surf and I respect them. A lot of them are actually just friends, you know, um, who I met mm. through traveling. Um, like I've done a fair bit of surf travel in my 20s and early 30s and um, still in contact with lots of those friends and a lot of them I really respect and yeah I love that I can support them and throw them some free product and they can try and support my brand so yeah mm. that's where that comes from I guess nice so um how does that sort of play on your marketing I have noticed that you have you got a lot of quite um good groms that seem to surf with your gear as well as some bigger names like Tyron Martin I think has some of your leashes and He's thrown out over yep. the last year or so. He's put out some pretty amazing edits that seem to get quite a bit of airtime. So, do you want to talk about yeah, that for, for a bit? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, I used to work with Torrin at Electric back in the day. Uh, we've stayed good friends ever since. And then, um, yeah, ever since he's sort of built himself more of a profile. Um, oh, it was a couple of years ago, and he was going around Australia, and I just rang him and I was like, "Dude, I got to send you some leashes. You know, You'd, yeah, I'd be stoked you to use them." And and he's been stoked with them ever since. Um, I understand he's on a really good deal with Need and Morning of the Earth, so he's not really looking to to support many other brands. But, um, yeah, he was rocking my leashes and still is from time to time, um, uh, especially the big wave stuff, like whenever you see him riding, like, eight-foot twin fins and, yeah, just big boards. He likes to use my 10-foot by 8-mil thick leashes, so... Um, right. Yeah, so that's been really helpful. And uh, he'll chuck the odd tag in, in his post every now and then. Um, and also some of the Groms uh, sponsor, um, like one of my best mates, his son, Ollie, um, Ollie Rizo in Newcastle. So he serves in Merriweather Board Riders. And he's just a really good kid. Good kid. I've known him his whole life and uh, good mates with his mom as well. And, yeah, he's a <coughs> – pardon me. He's, um, I guess, it, 
when I was a grom, I, it was my dream to be sponsored. So to be able to mm. give him some free products, some stickers and a few T-shirts and hats, like he's super stoked um, and he's super supportive and he's just a really good kid. So I'd rather support him. Like it's surprising. I get, I get groms hitting me up all the time, like, like kids sending me direct messages saying, hey, I really like your brand. Can you sponsor me and stuff? And I'm like, dude, I, you don't understand. I'm one person and I'm... I was like, just got some shelves in my garage and I work a full-time job at a nursing home. And, uh, and yeah, it's not like I'm a, an actual company. And, um, and I just have to sort, I say, look, I appreciate the interest, but, um, you know, I, I'm not really looking for much uh, for any more team riders at the moment. They're mainly just my friends and, and, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I just, I really just like looking after my friends and, and they, yeah, do the right thing by me. So it sort of works well that way, you know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so you have, um, you mentioned there that you kind of, you do a bit out of your garage yourself and it's a bit of a side project still where you're trying to build things up. So how have you figured out kind of what you might do yourself versus what the factory can do or where you may need some other help? Um, what was the thought process there? Yeah. Yeah, well, at the moment, um, I'm still like, say, just the urethane cords, like the replacement urethane cords, they're all coming in like bundles of 20 at a time. So I have to actually individually wrap them um, here in my garage. So um, down the track, it would be actually nice to have them all packaged um, from the factory rather than me slaving away here myself. Um, and mm. then, <coughs> um, I have actually thought about um, working with reps in the past. Um, like I've got some friends that do rep for other brands, um, not really accessory brands, but they have inquired about taking it on. Um, but mm. then I have just thought about the way the retail is going and just going, like it just seems like I've got a few key retailers at the moment. Um, and, but just I am looking to, yeah, to go more sort of direct to consumer sales, um, obviously. Well, yeah, I'm happy to support the retails, obviously. And if any other retailers want to pick me up, that would be great. But um, the, um, sorry, what was I saying? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, just going direct to consumer, it seems like the model that sort of is, uh, is getting more and more popular these days, you know, with uh, online yeah. sales and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. And then in terms of like expanding down the track, like I'm hoping to have distribution, uh, in New Zealand, obviously, and then North America, um, and then Europe and yeah, anywhere else really that would like it. Um, mm. so that, and, and I have actually spoken to friends, uh, in those parts of the world already about um, just, you know, just fulfilling the orders for me um, and either the option of me owning the stock and then I pay them per per order or do they buy the stock off me and then they take care of it all themselves. So just trying to work out the best model for what uh, for, for each uh, situation. But, um, mm. yeah, that's sort of the plan down the track is to have, have it going in a few different places around the world and, um, yeah, friends or... Or um, or like-minded businesses taken on with me, you know. Yeah. Yeah, nice. So um, I think 
you didn't really mention it there, but I know that you've gotten to some pretty impressive stores. Um, I know you do some work with Patagonia, but also when you were in the States last year, there was some pretty iconic shops down around the California area. Um, how do you manage to get into such iconic brands and what did you learn along the way about that process? Yeah, um, when I started out, like, I don't know, I just really admire Patagonia and how they do their business. Um, and I basically just wanted to follow their kind of motto, which is like create the best, best product. Um, mm. And through friends I had met um, in surf travel, um, I managed to... Yeah, get some introductions to the Malloy brothers. Um, and then they were just like, this is like a no-brainer for us. They were like, they were pushing it hard and they were really psyched. And then, um, so I got in touch with the Australian and, well, through other friends as well. Um, but it was like a this big web of Patagonia <laughs> connections that I sort of managed to sort of tap into. And um, yeah. They ended up, um, yeah, so the US buyer uh, asked for some samples, so I sent some over, and then I met up with the Australian buyer, and he, um, yeah, he bought some, like, a big first order, so that was awesome. And then I went over to the US mm. later that year, and uh, they, they yeah, pulled the trigger on a pretty massive order in four of their core surf stores. So it was, like, Bowery in New York City, and then FCD, Ventura, Santa Monica, and Cardiff by the Sea in California as well. So, um, and, and they've done nice. a couple of, they've sold, sold through a few times and, and reordered, which has been great. Um, and then other stores like stretch in Santa Cruz. Um, that's basically as cool as you get, I reckon. Um, like stretch has got such a good reputation. Um, they only sell Astro deck, um, grip. And then they've just got smart leash leashes in there and their surfboards, wow. so they don't sell anything else. So um, yeah, I'm stoked. And I um, so one of my best friends, his buddy used to manage the shop there, and then um, he left, and I'd already had my stock in there, and then I just emailed them when I was coming to California next, and said, hey, um, I realised Dave's left, but I'm wondering if you'd be interested in reordering, and and um. Yeah, they've just kept reordering every time I go there, and it's been uh, it's been a, yeah a great relationship. They pay straight away every time, and um, they're super stoked with the product. And they probably sell a leash every time they sell a board, which is awesome for me. So, and that you know, nice. if you look at who's, who who rides stretch boards, they've got a pretty awesome not only team but just customer base. You know, who are pretty loyal, and yeah, and I've had a couple of stretch boards in my time. They go insane, so stoked. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, so like me, I know you've had a day job as well as managing the side business. It can be a bit of a grind sometimes. So what keeps you motivated to keep working on and growing Smart Leash Co? Yeah, it, that is probably my biggest struggle is, uh, is just sort of, you know, I'll get up early, surf, go to work, work an 80-hour day, come home. I've got a two-year-old toddler. Um, so as soon as I get home, it's just sort of, um, parenting, you know, feeding our daughter and yeah, bathing and then reading bedtime stories. And then it's like seven, seven thirty, And I'm just like, Oh, you know, I've got to pack orders or, or try and do work and email suppliers and that kind of stuff. So it does look, it does sound, uh, 
oh, it's tiring sometimes and sometimes I just want to lay on the yeah. couch and have a scroll on my phone and do nothing. But um, and, and believe me, I do a fair bit of that. But um, at, uh, it, yeah, so when um, – but then – at the moment, I'm getting low on a few SKUs, so it's just like, okay, I need to start organising um, organizing another order from factories. And, and plus, with this latest swell that we've had, like I've actually started, the last few times we've had big swells on the east coast of Australia, I've actually just run like little Instagram and Facebook ad campaigns. And um, it is great to see the correlation between those ads and the amount of orders that come through. So it is a good return on investment, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's made me realize, okay, that's sort of one way to look at, or that's another way to sort of target more sales. And um, mm. I'm definitely not an expert at that kind of stuff, but the sort of, uh, yeah, I'm definitely learning. Um, but the little bit that I've done so far has has helped a lot. So, um, and just seeing those orders come in just gives me enough inspiration to keep going because sometimes you just get over it. You're like, oh, really? I've just got this like, you know, boxes full of leashes here in my garage and I just don't really, I just couldn't be bothered. But then you'll get a, a run of orders from like randoms or heaps of friends and you'll get some good feedback and then you're like, oh yeah, I should put some more time and effort into this. So, yeah. um, and um, it, it, especially at the moment it is hard because I am like actually working full-time hours. I was working casually um, for the last three years leading up to this. So, um, just before this uh, COVID-19 madness happened, I just signed up full-time. So it's actually perfect time and just to have a bit of job security. But, uh, yeah, I am missing a bit of flexi time, that's for sure. Um, so, and, um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's about it on that, I guess. Cool. So uh, I guess just to wrap up, what does the future hold? Where do you think you'll be taking the company in the next 6 to 12 months? Um, well, I'm hoping to get back to America. I'm not sure when the like international travel is going to restart, to be honest. Mm, um, mm. it's a bit of a tricky I, one. I, yeah, like I've got a US green card and I can't stay out of the country for too long. I'm sure they'll have exceptions to the way the world is at the moment, but, um, I'm looking to head back there shortly. Well, as soon as I can basically, and just, um, just get in contact with some of those shops and, and pick up where I left off, but also um, just looking to have that international distribution set up with other um, other brands overseas and just try and, well, it's just hard shipping just from Australia because you have to charge um, international customers like, you know, 20 or 30 bucks for, for shipping when, you know, if it was just sold locally, that um, it'd be a lot cheaper for them. So that's one of the biggest hurdles at the moment. Like I had some email inquiries yesterday about a guy from a guy in Hawaii is like, man, are these um, compatible with Dukine leashes? I was like, yeah, hundred percent. And I was like, are you in Australia? Cause I offer free shipping for Australia. He's like, oh, nah, sorry. It's uh, I'm in Hawaii. And I was like, oh, well, look, I'll have distribution in North America sorted shortly. Um, but yeah, I haven't heard back from him since. So I know I'm sort of, uh, that's one area that if I got that sorted, it would um, definitely uh, improve sort of uh, the turnover of the brand and just get the word out there more, especially especially because uh, California, especially like they're super into sustainability and doing the right thing, quote unquote, um, when it comes to surf, uh, surf products. So yeah, I'd say um, 
getting um, yeah, getting distribution overseas and just improving the product as well. Um, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, there's a few little um, improvements in the product that I'd like to I'd like to implement. I just need to get some samples going and um, just test them out. So <coughs> that can take a couple of months. By the time I design the samples, get them, and then you know have you know a couple of weeks of surfing with them just to test them out. Um, yeah, that that can take a good couple of months to sort out, but uh, it's all fun. You vital, know, like, vital product testing. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and that's um, <laughs> you know that's what I, I tell my accountant. I'm always working, you know. So uh, yeah, all uh, every time I go for a surf, I can consider itself consider it work. So it's um, it's a good little side project at the moment. Nice. Um, I do actually have one other question. I'm just on your website now and I see uh, you have um, a little bit on your packaging around 1% for the planet uh, and the work you do there. Do you want to talk about that just quickly? Yeah, for sure. So um, that's, uh, for those that aren't aware, that is uh, like a charity that was set up by Patagonia mainly. Um, and it's I basically give 1% of my sales to the charity 1% for the planet and they then reinvest that in other non-for-profits that are doing good um, for the environment. So, um, and they're in exchange for that, I get to use their branding on, on whenever I want, like if it's my t-shirts or hats or stickers or website or actual product um, mm. or like the beer coasters that I, that I, that come with my leashes as the, um, the swing tags. Oh, so, nice. Um, and I think that is the, um, yeah, I don't know. I just see it being a point of difference and it just, it's sort of a really good, um, reference point as like, you know, customers or potential customers see that I'm a 1% for the planet member and they'll go, okay, well, this guy actually, well, I'd, I'd rather support this brand than some other brand that's really just not really, um, doing much for the environment, you know, so. Uh, I think it's a pretty well-known logo these days, and um, mm. or maybe it's just because I'm super aware of it. Wherever I see it, I'm, my ears prick up or my eyes light up, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll definitely look at what they're doing. Or um, yeah, it, it's just a good um, kind of like a certification that you're um, doing the right thing, you know. So, and I hope other people see it that way. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I really respect companies. You're right. The, the, when I go onto a website and they see that they're working with a charity like that, especially one that's kind of aligned to the industry and what they stand for, it, it does help you understand what a company stands for, I guess, and especially if you're new to them or you're not familiar with them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's a great move for yourself. Um, Thanks. But if that's all the questions I had and all the time we've got right now. So um, if you want to grab one of Dan's leashes, you can head over to smartleashco.com. That's S-M-A-R-T-L-E-A-S-H-C-O.com uh, and order them online. If you're in Australia, as Dan mentioned, they're free, but there may be a bit of shipping involved elsewhere. Um, yeah, and uh, thanks again, Dan, for your time. It's been awesome having a chat again, as always. And uh Thanks, everyone, for listening. Cheers. Thanks, James. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks for the time.